You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan on this very historic episode. We present to you none other than Dr. Fauci in this very important, informative, and time-sensitive episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast to discuss the COVID vaccine. Dr. Fauci serves as the director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and is the chief medical advisor to the president. As the physician with the National Institutes of Health, Fauci has served the American public health sector in various capacities for more than 50 years and has acted as an advisor to every U.S. president since Ronald Reagan. He became the director of the NIAID in 1984 and has made contributions to HIV AIDS research and other immune deficiency diseases, both as a research scientist and as the head of the NIAID. From 1983 to 2002, Fauci was one of the world's most frequently cited scientists across all scientific journals. In 2008, President George W. Bush awarded Dr. Fauci the Presidential Medal of Freedom for the highest civilian award in the United States for his work on the AIDS relief program. So we are very excited to have him speak to us very briefly because his time was incredibly valuable about the current COVID crisis. And Ryan was here to talk to him directly about that. And in our second segment, both Ryan and I have a longer conversation about vaccines and COVID-19. And then we sort of kind of go on to a tangent about movies and fandom and entertainment and do what the Black Girl Nerds podcast is known to do. So if you want to stick around for the second segment and listen to us talk about all of the fun things that we look for during this summer as vaccinated nerds, then stick around for that. And uh, we look forward to listening to our first segment with none other than Dr. Fauci. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And, you know, when I when I found out my guest for today, uh, one thing that popped into my head is, you know, when you set a doctor's appointment, one of the rules, one of the recommendations is to bring a list of questions and concerns. But, you know, if you will, for a minute, imagine the flip side of that being stuck, you know, day in and day out, maybe in like a long doctor's appointment every day in the whole country sending you a list of questions. I feel like my guest knows a thing or two about this. And that's probably only a fraction of what he has to deal with on a daily basis. I'm talking about the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and chief medical advisor to the president, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan. R- really good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Um, if you will, if you don't mind, can you kind of take us back? We're over a year now um, from the pandemic. What were some of your first thoughts, your first steps you and your team had to take to to get prepared, get the country prepared? Well, being at the NIH, our job was to develop a vaccine. And fortunately, due to the really long commitment that we've had of resources for the development of a vaccine, we were able to successfully do that pretty quickly. So the first thing that I did as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, when we found out that we were dealing with a new virus in January of 2020, I got our team together and we just launched things that we had been planning for some time. And in fact, together with the pharmaceutical companies and a variety of others, 
thank goodness we were able to successfully in 11 months go from a brand new virus that just appeared mysteriously upon us and then 11 months later to have developed a highly efficacious vaccine that was going into the arms of individuals and that has now already saved millions of lives. So that's what we had to do. And fortunately, we were able to be successful in that regard. What the CDC did was accumulate scientific information, which made it very clear that if you were fully vaccinated, the vaccine was highly, highly effective, which means that you could feel protected and safe from getting infected without wearing a mask, not only outdoors, but also indoors. That determination was based on solid scientific information that recently accumulated. Some of the misinterpretation of that is from the fact that some people felt that that meant we could just throw masks out and no one has to wear masks. What is not what the CDC was saying. They were saying those who were vaccinated can feel safe not wearing a mask indoors. So what we've got to make sure that people understand that if you're not yet vaccinated, you still have to abide by the public health measures that have all along been recommended by the CDC. And that means wearing masks indoors, keeping physical distance, and avoiding congregate settings. The best way to get around all of this is that everyone should wind up getting vaccinated, and then we won't have to worry about wearing masks anywhere. Right. And what are your thoughts to, um, speaking of vaccinations, of the current administration's uh, vaccine rollout and lifting certain uh, restrictions? Well, I think the vaccine rollout of the administration was really an extraordinarily good job. I mean, if you look at what we've done in a relatively short period of time, we now have 60% of the adult population has received at least one dose and over about half of the population is fully vaccinated, about 47% of the adult population. So we're doing very well. We're averaging about 2 million vaccines per day. The president has set a goal of 70% of the adult population having received at least one dose of the vaccine by the 4th of July. I believe that we are on track to meet the goal of the president. And if we do, you're going to see a very sharp diminution of infections throughout the country. And then also I wanted to talk to you about what do you say to Americans that are worried that the vaccine might not protect them against the new variants? Well, we have good information to indicate that the vaccines that we are using in this country right now work quite well against the variants. The dominant variant in our country is the B117 variant, which originated in the UK. Our vaccines protect very well. The other variants that are minor variants in this country, but nonetheless, when you look at the data, although the variant diminishes by a fewfold the efficacy of the vaccines, there's still enough cushion effect of efficacy that you can do quite well. And that is the 351, the 617, and the other variants. So right now, we're going to continue to monitor with surveillance to try and determine if there are new variants that arise. But given the variants we have now, the vaccines that we've developed and are distributing do really quite well against the variants. And also too, um, kind of want to pivot here a little bit as I kind of wrap here with what's going on in uh, India now with, I think the last time I checked over maybe 2.5 or 25.5 million um, still going through, still trying to get um, certain medical supplies in place, still trying to get vaccines down there. What do you think was the big, the big cause of now this suddenly hit in India as we're kind of, as the U.S. is kind of making our way through the pandemic? Well, it's absolutely inevitable that it was going to hit India. When you're dealing with a global pandemic, there is no country on earth that's going to be exempt from involvement with a pandemic. Since India did not get hit right away, there was the misperception that they were okay and that they were not going to get hit. We knew all along that sooner or later, the virus was going to hit India and hit it really hard because of the density of the population. And that's exactly what's happening. India is in very difficult straits right now, and particularly 
the lack of vaccine available to them, only about 3% of the population is fully vaccinated and about 10% or so has received at least one dose. So although there was this misperception that India was going to escape involvement with the pandemic, that's just not the case when you're dealing with a global pandemic. Right. Thank you so much, Dr. Fauci, for your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Good to be with you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Here Comes the Break is an audio drama like you've never heard before. Exploring life and music through the mind of a young creator hustling to find an audience and to find himself. Within the scripted fictional narrative, Here Comes the Break fuses real interviews with real hip-hop artists to bring you a fresh blend of fiction and raw and scripted truth. Every episode crawl inside the mind of Ruben Robinson as he goes from the quiet new kid at his school to breaking the internet as the anonymous podcaster named Mask On with all the family, social, and mental health pressures that come with it. Executive produced and starring Asante Black from When They See Us, This Is Us, who plays Ruben, and produced by Daniela Perkins from Night Squad and Drop That Seat, who plays Janelle. Here Comes the Break blurs the lines of podcasting and artist discovery by allowing fans to get to know artists on a deeper level of openness, all within the same vehicle that introduced listeners to their new music. Within the fictional story, each episode also features a real interview with Def Jam Recordings artists like St. Bodie, Nasty C, and Bobby Sessions, and a new exclusive song drop from the featured artist. Here Comes the Break drops weekly every Thursday. Here Comes the Break is executive produced by Double Elvis, Def Jam Recordings, and iHeartRadio. For more info on the show, the cast, and the exclusive soundtrack, check out their Instagram at doubleelvis, twitter.com, doubleelvisfm, as well as Instagram at Def Jam and their Twitter at Def Jam. Welcome to the Black Gunners Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome to the new normal. Oh, well, well, kind of. I mean, we're still kind of making our way through the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I want to rant about this and talk about the vaccines and talk about the new mass restrictions. But, you know, I had to bring in the expert, the head black girl nerd in charge, Jamie. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know, just running from germs, you know, the typical, like we're kind of making our way through this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, listen, I think, uh, things are slowly getting a little bit better right now. And, uh, the world is going into a more, sensical direction now that we have someone that's actually following science <laughs> right please say that again we can say that a couple times <laughs> you know so i i think that there's some really good things that's happening i'm i'm excited i actually as of this recording i am uh about to get my second vaccination this weekend so i'm very excited team pfizer by the way oh yes yeah we're definitely team pfizer i'm gonna go ahead and say i got both my uh pfizer shots all right hey so (laughs) very excited my mom got both of her shots um waiting on my brother to get on the vaccination train he's 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 the anti-vax folk he's yeah he's one of those folks (laughs) Um, yeah my, I had, my sister was like that too like what do you think like I don't know maybe everybody is like I don't know maybe it's just like some headlines are reading what do you like what are you hearing from people why like the main reason why they're like okay I'm not gonna I can't do this I'm not gonna do it I mean first of all my brother is one of those Alex Jones listening type you know uh, conspiracy theorist type you know folks so he he thinks that everything is a conspiracy um 
you know, I mean, he was even paranoid that I sent my DNA to Ancestry.com. And he's like, you don't know if they're testing out your DNA. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, look, I think for people out there that are really paranoid about getting the vaccine, look at it this way. Are you paranoid about taking Tylenol? Are you paranoid about taking aspirin? <laughs> These are medications and drugs that I'm sure you don't even think about when you have a headache, when you have a cold, you know, when you, I mean, there's probably neosporin that you put on a wound. Like there are things that I am sure that a lot of these anti-vaxxers or just people that just particularly don't believe in this particular vaccine have taken and they are okay with certain types of medicines and drugs, but somehow don't believe in this. And I do kind of sympathize with people that don't believe or feel some sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they, they're they sort of reluctant to get COVID-19 uh, vaccination because of, you know, all of the misinformation that was sort of put out there at the very beginning about COVID-19. So I kind of get that. But at the same time, um, this is a very deadly illness. You know, this is an illness that people die from, you know, and many people have died from. So Think about other people. Don't even think about yourself in this. Think about other people when, you know, you go around saying, I'm not going to take this vaccine and, you know, think about all these crazy conspiracy theories and all of this stuff surrounding why you don't want to take it. Um, that's that's just how I look at it. Just be a little bit more sympathetic to other human beings, you know? Right. And then the people that want to go out there and party and hit the clubs up and everything can't do that. And so the majority of the people have vaccines. So I'm just saying... If that's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, if, if you're if you're not vaccinated, you have no business being in areas where you're not in a socially distanced situation. I'm sorry. Just no. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like if you're not going to or or people that are just like, OK, well, everybody else has it, but I'm just going to walk into this food line or whatever without my mask just because everybody else already has a vaccine. It's just like, no, it's not just about you. Yeah. I mean, I I even have apprehensions against um, even not even wearing a mask, even if you have the vaccine, because mm, yeah, you know, yeah. getting the vaccine even really, I mean, you could still get the virus. You know, you may not right. have uh, the symptoms may not be as devastating towards your body, but you could still get the virus like you people have. Uh, the flu vaccine and still get the flu. I mean, I once, it was many years ago, I had gotten the flu vaccine and then like three days later I got the flu, you know? So that doesn't prevent me from getting the virus. So right. it's like, um, you still got to socially distance and wash your hands and still be careful. Like, I feel like the world is still not going to ever be the same prior to 2020. Um you know, because of what we know with COVID-19, it's just not going to be the same. I know people want things to be back to the way it was, and it's just, we're under a new normal. And I think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay that we are now acknowledging the fact that germs exist and that we need to wash our hands and that we need to be, you know, aware of being socially distanced, you know, like it's okay to hug your friends and your family members and that, but at the same time, just, you know, just being very careful of, you know, things like germs. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's making me like a little bit like anxious. You know what I mean? Like as people are slowly lifting these restrictions, it feels so weird to like, you're getting out the car, going in the store and you're like, wait, like maybe in a couple of weeks, they'll be like, I don't have to have a mask. It's going to feel weird. You're going to be like, oh, I forgot my mask in the car or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I still to this day forget to put my mask on. <laughs> I oh, find, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've ran. I've definitely ran back to the car like 
totally yeah. forgot my mask because you get the like the death stare from people and it's like well why didn't somebody just say like i don't yeah. really think you're gonna take them out or something like just say i don't have my, you don't have your mask on i'm like oh my gosh i literally just walked into the store and i forgot to put my mask on. oh yeah i d- i've definitely did a mini of a run like literally running from germs trying to get back to the car put your mask <laughs> on then go back in yep yep so it's it's yeah it's the way the way things are gonna be for a while so you know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna keep my mask on though. I feel like I'm gonna keep it on for a little bit just to make sure. Like even when they're like, because a lot of people, I walked into like a gas station the other day and like nobody had on like mask. There were police officers in there. They didn't have on masks. Like no, but I was like, are we? Are we already at that state yet? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not even really ready to travel. I know that sounds weird. Like people, I, I get it. I get that people are having like cabin fever and they're ready to go out. They're ready to party and you know travel and do the things that they used to do. I'm not ready. I'm just. I don't know. Call me paranoid. Call me crazy. I, I'm not ready to get on a plane and you know consume and breathe in a whole bunch of germs in a very small container <laughs> right it's, yeah it's essentially what it is yeah you know like when you think about it it's like that is a a germ filled container that you're sharing with a whole bunch of people for several hours depending on where you're traveling um i i don't think i'm ready to do that just yet you know and uh it's gonna be a minute at least for me until i i start traveling i i I'm excited that there's things that's opening up. I'm excited that, you know, there'll be a a lot of fun events, um, you know, for a lot of different communities, um, you know, film festivals and conventions and things like that. But I personally, I don't see myself flying anywhere for a bit. Yeah, I I feel like we have to, I can't even, I can't even get myself, I don't even want to go to the movie theaters yet. And I just like, and that's like the hardest thing for me ever. Yeah. Cause that is like why I like, where I like to go, like my stress relief, but I just can't do it. I can't do it. I got to give myself like at least a full year or something. That's going to be hard for me too. Cause you know, I, I, I love the movies. The movies are my jam and um, yeah, it, it's going to be hard. I mean, I've been asked to go to the movies to screen films, you know, as a film critic for black girl nerds. And I have, I've had to turn them down. I've said no. I'm like sorry, and they're like no, but it's, you know, it's going to be in safe conditions. You don't have to worry. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do it unless you can guarantee that I'm the only person in that movie theater. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to see um, a movie in a theater at this time when I can easily just watch them in the comfort of my own home. Uh, that's that's what a lot of these great uh, opportunities to stream all of these movies with these different, you know, different streaming companies is for. That's, you know, I, I love my Disney Plus. I love my Netflix and my Hulu. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for these companies because they give me the comfort of just staying at home and watching my movies that way. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The streaming services definitely have us spoiled. You know, uh, speak like just a little side tangent on this. I wonder when they're going to figure out how to monetize streaming more for the actors and everything, because I feel like that's why they're still kind of pushing some of these movies out in the theater. Monetize the streaming for the actors. Huh? I never thought about it like that. Or making more or maybe that's not the or making some way for because I'm feeling like the actors do not get I don't know if maybe it's the whole crew, maybe I don't know. Uh, if I it's not the same payback. Like, yeah. I see what you mean, like like royalties, the way network right, yeah. TV shows pay royalties for yeah. Um I don't know if they do that already or not. That I mean that's a good question. I I I, I don't even know how that works in the streaming world. Um, with movies as well as TV series, if they get paid like royalties, um, yeah, that that is a good question. Because I mean, I know that Netflix. Like, I was curious to even know how Netflix makes their money because they were operating off of a deficit for like a long time, and now they're finally, you know, in the black. So yeah, uh, I know about that. Yeah, yeah, they were they were operating uh, you know, in the red for many, many years and and now they're, you know, 
finally in the green, I guess, so to speak, money wise. But um, but yeah, I, I think that um, that's a good question. I, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, Netflix and and many of the actors are doing OK, because like even like big movie stars are going to <laughs> are going to these streaming companies and, and taking on right. the films and TV roles, you know, getting work that way. So, but so it must be, I'm thinking it must be some of the bigger studios that are like, no, we still got to push it, push this in the theaters, but figure out how to work that. I don't know. I feel like streaming is where everything is going. So they're going to have to figure this out one way or another. I feel yeah, like, yeah, I mean, streaming is where everything's going, but trust me, the, the movie theaters and the studios definitely want to keep that, uh, side of the industry alive. Like, you know, Christopher Nolan and um, uh, who else was it? Uh, I forget what the other directors were. Um, but I know Christopher Nolan specifically was very strong advocates for saying that we want to make sure our films are screened in movie theaters uh, because they they want to see their movies on the big screen. You know, like his film Tenant, which um, was a film that was, specifically designed and produced to be made on the big screen. Cause it was like filmed in IMAX. Um, you know, it was, I guess the film probably didn't really resonate as much with audiences because it, you know, I think it came out during the pandemic and a lot of people saw it on the small screen. So it, people didn't really appreciate it for what it was. Um, yeah. And even like the sound quality, wasn't as good for a lot of people because they saw it on the small screen, but it was an IMAX film. So it was designed for IMAX audio, which you could only really get watching it in a theater. So it was like, you know, some of these movies you have to watch on the big screen, like Dune is going to be coming out. That's a oh, yeah. film. like Dune. You have to see Dune on the big screen. You can't watch Dune on the, <laughs> you can't watch it on the small <laughs> screen. Well, well that explains like, a lot about Tenet. Cause that, I missed a lot of things. So that explains yeah, a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the audio is, I mean, Christopher Nolan's movies, some of the audio issues on his movies are just interesting, but that's because <laughs> That is because, like, if you listen to IMAX, I know we're going, we're not even talking about COVID anymore. But hey, look, this is relevant to COVID because we all know that we're at home analyzing these movies because all we can do is stream things now. I know. But it's like when you listen to, like, IMAX audio on the small screen, it doesn't resonate on the small screen as much or it doesn't adapt um as easily on the small screen as it does on the big screen because mm. of the type of speakers that's used on IMAX speakers in the, in the theaters um, compared to, you know, the speakers that you have in your home. So you're not going to hear certain types of um, audio cues in those, in various scenes that were filmed in IMAX that you would hear on the big screen. So you may miss those audio cues. Um, so like if you go on, for example, if you go on YouTube, there's like a ton of videos that talk about like the various issues that Tenant had with its audio and people make fun of it. But it's because it was filmed in IMAX and, you know, those audio issues were meant to be <laughs> heard in the, on an IMAX you know, screen. See, Jamie, this is why we have to bring you in. I didn't even know any of this stuff, but it explains so much about. This I'm movie. a nerd, so you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I study and focus on stupid stuff like this, but uh. no. See, I want to know. This is why. This is why you're the head black girl in charge. I'm just. <laughs> no, it's it, actually it's not stupid. It's it's fascinating to me. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, I find it fascinating too because that ex- I'm telling you guys, like if you guys go see this movie, if you ever seen it like on streaming, because I know they like moved the date like 20 times when yeah. it was supposed to be in theaters. It 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 will explain so much because I was sitting there like, is it just me on like the sound? I, sometimes you miss you miss a little bit of the plot, you know, for like an action movie because, like you say, you're not seeing you're not getting that theater experience. Hmm. Yep. So, so, you know, long story short, the, you're going to need the theater experience. Like I know I'm kind of contradicting myself cause I don't want to go into a theater right now, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we are going to need to have the theaters, you know, to, we're going to need that industry to live, 
um, to see a lot of these movies because they are meant to be seen in the theater. Like think about the Marvel movies. Those movies are meant to be seen on the big screen. Um, And that's why, you know, Disney and um, some of these other studios have pushed back those films. Um, Even Aretha Franklin's, um, uh, the movie Respect, uh, starring Jennifer Hudson, United Artists, they pushed back that movie because they want that movie to be seen on the big screen. I actually recently um, attended a press uh, conference with Liesl Tommy, the director, and she purposely was like, we want people to see this on the big screen because it was meant and it was filmed to be presented on the big screen with the, you know, glorious and elaborate costumes and the music and the lighting. And um, so they want people to go to the theater and that's why, you know, cause it was supposed to come out last year and then now it's being pushed back to August of, of this year of its release. So, you know, people, a lot of these studios and, you know, filmmakers, they want their movies to come out in the, in the theaters. See, I'm saying 2023 is the way to go. I'm just saying, Cause you got to make sure, like you got to make sure that everything is good. Or just skip twenty twenty two, huh? Yeah, we just gonna skip that. We just gonna skip, it, okay? Oh, okay, okay. We already know that we're gonna have to still work through that, okay, Jamie? So work through our new normal through twenty twenty two. So we just go twenty twenty three, okay? Just go ahead and get there. That way we can see all the movies. Well, um, I think Black Panther's coming out in twenty twenty two, so we can't skip twenty twenty two. Oh my gosh. All right. I take it back. We say in 2022 then. <laughs> I mean, we cannot miss Wakanda forever. Yeah, so we, we got to stay we, in 2022. We, I was just yeah. joking. Bring it back guys. That's next summer. We can't skip Wakanda forever. And I, I will, I mean, COVID be damned. I will be. Oh, the- oh yeah. They got me on that one. They got me on that one. I, I'll just have a hazmat suit on or something. If, if I was about to say, that's how we got to go to the theaters. <laughs> yep. Yep. Put that suit on. Yep. That's how we go into the movie theaters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if we can't do it in 2022, then we gotta hang it up. <laughs> no. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. So but we'll be Let's we'll see. be okay. I mean, you know, um I know earlier we listened to Dr. Fauci and um, you know, that was awesome, by the way. Awesome that you got a chance to to talk to him. Um, but I'm I'm really glad that we had a chance to hear what he had to say, and it's it's good that we're you know we're pushing forward to um, have these opportunities to you know obviously with these rollouts with the vaccines and you know we're listening to p- people like him to actual scientists that know what they're doing, um, so it's you know it's good yeah. I just appreciated his time because I don't know if I was the only one that was always looking at like my apps or looking at my feet. And I was like, okay, what did Dr. Fauci say about this? All right. Yeah. All right. He said, I can do this. All right. What about the mask on this? What type of mask do I need to have on? That was just like me all throughout, like the very early stages of the pandemic. Me too. I mean, I was, I was looking, man, I was tuning in to Dr. Fauci for everything. Like what does Dr. Fauci has to say on this? <laughs> what does Dr. Fauci have to say on that? Like, I would always look to him for everything and still do like, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, he he, the dude knows his stuff and he's been doing this for decades long Mm -hmm. before, you know, long before I even knew who he was. You know, he was the medical expert in all of this stuff. So I just appreciate um, his knowledge and his wisdom and insight when it comes to uh, these kinds of topics and I'm so honored that he came on our podcast to, you know, shed light, even just for a short time, um, to just shed knowledge and wisdom about, you know, what's going on currently with the COVID crisis and how we can see a path forward. And um, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, because we know you probably had like 10 other people lined up to ask you even more questions. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know, he's tired. You know, he's like, man, I got 50 million interviews. And just- right. He's <laughs> like, well, they quit asking me this question. I know. <laughs> but you, you you can't tell, you know, he's such a. Yeah, sport. you can't. Yeah. He- he keeps like it roll. I'm thinking I would like start like, okay, well, what fact did I give the other person? And then, okay, what about this on the back? He just has it rolling. I'm like, wow. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. All right, Jamie. So what we doing? What we uh what we got coming up in the new normal? What you got doing next? Are you? I, we know you're not. We know you're not coming out. So what you streaming? What are you streaming? What are you watching streaming wise? No, I'm not coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I am hiding from the world. Uh, yes, Jamie is continuing to hide. People do not ask her questions about this. Do not send emails <laughs> about this. Oh yeah, Sweet Tooth is really good. Uh, oh, I, heard, I haven't got a chance to check it out. I heard about it, but I haven't yeah, got a chance to check it Robert out. Downey Jr.'s new show that he produced and. Um, that's that's a cute show. I've watched the first three episodes, so um, I got more links that Netflix hooked me up with. So I got to check out the rest of those. Um, so I'll watch those over the weekend. And um, yeah, I'm I'm putting in my request for Zola because I want to see that. I didn't get I didn't get to watch it at uh, Sundance. That's a movie. That's that's not a. So I'm, I'm waiting on a getting a hookup on a screener link for that one. I'm I'm hey, late. They go. All, all the other press people got they they hookups on that one. I ain't get what? Come on yeah, now. You know. got to get that Zola hookup. I got to get that Zola hookup cuz I remember when that when that all went down on Twitter. When everybody on Twitter was <laughs> talking about the story of Zola and I was like, "What?" So, I want to see them. <laughs> Jamie was like, "I want to tweet too. Come on now." <laughs> That I just I I thought that whole story was just brilliant, and the fact that they actually made a movie out of a Twitter thread that's just freaking brilliant. That's just yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it's some genius stuff with this new technology. We could just do anything, make any kind of movie, put it out. I know, I know, it's amazing. What what are you up to? What's your plans for uh, the weekend? What are you streaming? Listen, you know, it has to be something superhero related. Of Just course. like with me, with me always, it has to be superhero related. So, I mean, I got something. I, I'm not telling you guys yet. I got a surprise because you know Black Lightning is ending. So I'm I'm catching up. I'm getting there. Okay. Got one more episode. Uh, let's see. What else? What else am I like? Because a lot of my stuff, I'm like dipping in and out on like Disney Plus. I'm waiting for Cruella. Did, did Cruella drop yet? Because I need to check this not out. Yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw it though. <laughs> Oh my god! See, see, you guys. When you the boss, you get exclusive rights. <laughs> so I'm. See, you sound. It Krella sounded like, like a the, good review. Corella came out on the. Uh, comes out on the 28th. So ah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the fashion. The fashion is to die for. And when Krella, you can say the I'm fashion like, is to die for about a Disney movie, I'm about to check this out. I'm like, people are going to be cosplaying hard as Cruella when the conventions open up. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I can see a lot of Cruellas walking around at Comic Con. I can see it. I can see it. So be prepared. Yep. It's oh, and then I'm gonna go catch up on a Winter Falcon. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish what? it. Yet. What? I know. I'm so behind. I'm what? so behind. What? Excuse me? <laughs> How? I know. Can you believe? Can you believe that just came out of my mouth? I'm so behind you guys. I'm so behind the superhero world. It's driving me nuts. Wow. Yep. I, I'm. A, I'm actually kind of sad. I. I was. I was getting ready. To just like I felt so sad when I just said that. I was about to pull up like the app so I can watch it as we finish this. Yeah, I'm gonna need you as soon as we end this recording <laughs> to go to your Disney Plus app and watch it because. That is like by far. Actually, I still think WandaVision's number one, mm-hmm. but um, that is one of the best uh, Disney Plus shows on their app. I mean, Jamie, you don't have to rub one, it in, okay? I don't know why you're rubbing it in right now. Falcon Winter Soldier number two. I just liked WandaVision number one just because I loved all those freaking Easter eggs and just how it just completely surprised me. Like every episode surprised me. I was just like, what in the heck? Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I just really appreciate the way the story uh, brought us to this nice arc at the end. Uh, And it gave us, well, you haven't finished it, so I'm not even gonna go any further. Wow, you, um, you got you got she did it. It was a very fulfilling, fulfilling ending. You know where you mm. felt like, you know, at the end of a nice dinner, 
and you just feel full and satisfied, you're like, okay. I mean, can you set me up anymore right here? Can you just set me up? You already know I didn't finish it. And then we got we got Loki coming up. I can't hey, wait. Hey, Loki. I can't wait. It's only in a few weeks. It's only in a yep. few weeks. Yep. Well, that the should Hiddleston be- guy looks a little suspicious in them uh, trailers. I you know what? Loki is gonna be that's gonna be one where I'm gonna have to like go to the YouTubes. I'm going to have to go to the folks that be doing the explainer videos and be getting all of the. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. Yep. Because that one's like all about time and like flash forwards and flashbacks. And I'm not good with that. (laughs) You like, can you just stay in the one time period? Just stay. Yeah. Because it's all about um, these alternative, you know, universes and time periods. And, um, yeah, Loki is going to be a time F, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's how you put it. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be an interesting show for sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And then Black Widow is going to be coming out soon, too. I know. Are you going to go like, I feel like I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to try to buy it because I just want to know, because I know I'm not going to the theaters. I feel yeah, like I'm not I'm, ready for that. I, I, I'm I'm going to see if I try to get a screener link. See if that's going to happen. If not. Yeah. You I- let me know. Like when you get it, let me know if it's worth it because I, I rather just, I will buy some superhero stuff. I'm not going to buy it if it's a waste of my time and I can just wait till later till they just put it out. But. Yeah. I'm, I don't see myself going to the theater. If I, if I don't go, um, if I, um, I mean, I'm not probably going to go to the theater. I'll, I'll probably do like what you said, just see if I can just purchase it and then watch it. Um, but I, I definitely plan to watch it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Black Widow, so yeah, yeah, and Black I, Widow, Black Widow, so yeah, I, I, I have to see it. Like it's. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if you don't, you'll always have that one Marvel film that you're like, dang, I didn't see that. So what yeah. if they put it in the next phase and I didn't know? And I don't want to wait too long because I. Like I took way too long to watch Captain Marvel. Like I, it, it took me a year to watch it. I don't know why I waited so long, but I, I waited really long, and I hate that because then I missed out on so many like um, Easter eggs that was in Captain Marvel that mm-hmm. I missed. Um, so I don't want to wait that long because I'm sure that there's going to be some Easter eggs in Black Marvel. Um, I mean Black Marvel. <laughs> I like Black- that. Look at you. You got a new thing going, Black Marvel. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some Easter eggs. So um, I want to do, I don't want to wait. I, I want to, cause yeah, they're, they're probably going to tie in some stuff from, I don't know. They, they could tie in some stuff from Black Widow with Loki. It's possible. Yeah, they could. Yeah. 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 They got to figure out some stuff. Yeah. That's a lot. And then from in-game, some stuff they got to probably, I mean, I know they're in a new phase, but still like, you know, some stuff you got to, got to, like, I'm going to talk about it a little bit and then I'm just going to brush over it. Yeah. It's just, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. It's just too much. Yeah. I'm telling you, 20, 2022, I'm trying to skip it because it will be nonstop. I feel like for, for like journalists, media, it will be nonstop. Like there'll be something like every time streaming, if you feel like going to the movie theaters. Yeah. I mean, what well, we got Shang-Chi, The Eternal. Oh, yeah, that trailer looked great. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. I mean, freaking and then we've got more streaming shows. We've got Ms. Marvel. Mhm. Yep. Hawkeye. I mean, Marvel's coming for our next. Disney's coming for our next. It's like it's Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Disney not playing. Disney and Marvel, they better take the over the whole game. Everybody else better get ready. Yes, they're just, they're not playing. So it's like, there's just way, way, way too much. I'm just, I'm just hoping I can stay awake enough to watch all of it. Cause I mean, it's going to be hours of, of film and TV. We got to watch. I know. And then we got to talk about it. We got to, yeah, I was about to say, I, I didn't want to put, I don't want to put us on the spot like that, but I literally feel like we have to come back and talk about some of these movies, some of these shows as they come oh, out. Of course. I mean, it's our job to report it. Right. So we got to report about it on the site. We got to. You know, interview these people, and then we got to talk about it on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. So like, I agree with that. It's like it's 
purely because it's so hard for me, Jamie. It's so hard for me to watch these and then come and talk to you. Okay, it's so hard. And it's so it's it's so interesting because it's like it's fun, but at the same time, it's work. You know? Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yep. I will say this: I miss I miss the set visits. I miss going to set and having the experience of you know you know being on set with you know the other journalists and actually seeing the actors filming their scenes and taking notes and reporting on that you know that was a pre-covid lifestyle so i don't know what was what- your what was your last set you were on do you remember infinity war oh nice yeah Avengers Infinity War. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun. Man, you go Avengers Infinity War pandemic. Yeah. Yep, pandemic happened, and then no more, no more set visits, no more, no more uh flying out for junkets, no more flying out for international set visits. Actually, no, that's a lie. My last set visit, <laughs> that was a lie, not Infinity War. My last set visit was The Invisible Man in Australia. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. That was my last set visit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was thinking my last set visit for Marvel. Uh, last well, that's cool. We, we'll take both. We'll take both. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And my last, <laughs> the last time I was in a movie theater was for the invisible man yeah me too yep same here yep that's the last time yep yep yep, see invisible man took it out with a vein they were like look we're gonna take all y'all money because i know they already knew yeah i was like well might as well might as well end it with a bang (laughs) (laughs) go on a set visit go out to the other side of the world yep you know, listen. In no time, Jamie will be back on the sets. Maybe. I hope so because I I miss traveling. That was you know I'd never been to freaking Australia. I would love to go back to traveling internationally. Yep, mm-hmm. and we wanted we wanted all these behind the scenes uh, stories too. That's personally like just my own selfish reason why I need you to get back out there. But you know, I, I know. Yeah, th- listen. I was on the set visit for Black Panther. That'll that's an experience I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, I bet that was fantastic. That was, that was epic. And people can go back and listen. There is a podcast episode where I talk about that. If you guys ever want to listen to the archive episodes of Black Girl Nerds. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very it was a spiritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love how the voice changed. It just went all the way down. Like she, she tried to get us, guys. She tried to get us because she knows how Black Panther is going to affect us. She tried to get us. It was a spiritual. So you know, hopefully, you know, prayers lifted that uh, Disney will reach out and uh, offer the invite again because I'd love to. It'll be a uh, it'll be a different experience though because you know. Yeah, I wonder how they would do all that stuff. I still wonder, like, even though I try to ask, like, every actor, actress I can, because I'm just so curious, like, if they're they're slowly going back to, like, a little bit of the old ways, or are sets going to always be totally different now? As far as the story goes? Well, I get, yeah, that too, and as far as, like, um... Like I know Hallmark and and like Lifetime, I think are using like plexiglass for their like their kissing scenes and stuff, or just like if you just have like a director and then like you know maybe your uh, cinematographer, like that's all you have on, you know, just like cutting down the sets more where it's not as many crew members. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I'm sure like it's gonna be really different though. Like I don't know because everybody's now gonna be. S- like tested many, many times and they're going to be obviously vaccinated. Right. So, so are they like, okay, we can ease up a little bit or are they like, no, 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 I'm, I don't, I still don't trust it. I'm thinking that they're going to ease up a little bit. That's what I'm thinking, but yeah. I, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, I, I don't know. 
I'm just curious how they're going to frame this story. That's that's more of what I've been thinking about is like, you know, who is going to be the Black Panther? Uh, yeah, because I can't believe. Um, oh no, why why is Shuri's name escaping me? Who played Shuri? Um, is she right? Yeah. Why did she not? Because I heard I read something. I don't know. If, maybe I just read it wrong that she didn't want to. Because I was thinking she would be good for the next one. So then you don't have to worry about an actor having to have that pressure of okay, we're coming in behind Chadwick Boseman. I didn't know that. I didn't know she didn't want to be the Black Panther. Because technically in the comics, that's how it goes. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, there would be other, you know. I had no idea that she said that publicly. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, mean, I didn't know, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, look as I'm talking. Because I didn't understand. I don't know if they, like, just, you know, like, kind of offered it to her, but she wasn't sure. Or if it was something where she was just like, I don't want that kind of pressure. That's not really the role I want to step into. Right. But I just remember there was some talk about them asking her that because every I feel like in everybody's head, unless 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 people have like I can't think of anybody, but if you have somebody that you could see, I guess possibly doing it. But my I mean, ultimate thing was, yeah. I mean, I, it's not really up to her though, is it? Like <laughs> she's just the. Well, I feel like yeah, but I feel like if they offered it to her, I guess you could be like, no, maybe I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can find anything. But yeah, I guess well, you. I, I would I would assume. I, the only thing I can think of is maybe she's just a little too young for the role at this time. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, there's so many different ways they could go with it at this time. Um, I'm just I'm just curious to know where they're going to go with Black Panther. But I think maybe the writing is on the wall that they decided to drop the name black Panther and go with Wakanda forever. So there you go. Yeah. So maybe the story isn't even going to have black Panther in it. And it's just going to be about Wakanda and Shuri and, you know, her story, you know? Um, So, and, and maybe even feature Killmonger um, and bring him back because, that's something that's sort of been surfacing on the interwebs because in the comics, and this is canon, he does mm-hmm. come back to life. He is resurrected by right. a friend by the name of Madam Slay. So if they do bring back Michael B. Jordan, which he was a fan favorite, um, that would be very interesting. And, you know, it would make complete sense. And that would, you know, be a nice uh, connective tissue from the first film bringing him back. Uh, so, you know, I think that that would be kind of cool to see, uh, Killmonger back for, uh, the sequel. Uh, so yeah, um, it should be interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to see, I could have just made this up. So you guys let me know after you watch this episode, you know, send us some comments and let us know if you find this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tweet us at BGM. But that's that's what I wanted it to be. That's what I wanted the sequel to be about. But so, you know. But there's so many options though. It's gonna be crazy. It's it's gonna be crazy. I just um oh, I'm just I mean, obviously it's it's been um it's been a while since he's passed away, but I'm just still so sad that it's it's just not gonna be what we thought it was going to be because he's yeah, gone. Yeah, which is the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like it's, it's so hard. Um, and I'm glad that they decided to not recast, but at the same time, it yes. just hurts that that that's going to be a missing piece from the the story, from the lore of Black Panther, from the lore of Wakanda, is not having right. T'Challa there. So I'm just curious to see how they're going to fit that all together. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to. S- mention T'Challa somehow in this story. Um, so we're going to have to see images of Chadwick in the movie and, you know, so I don't know. I, I, I'm just curious how to see how they're going to piece it all together. It's Marvel knows what they're doing though. They're, they're good at what they do. So I, I have no doubt that this is going to be a brilliant film. I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to be in the theaters probably crying. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to longest- be. 
it's I think it's going to be one of the most emotional films. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. In the Marvel universe, it's it's going to be so emotional. Like even more than Endgame, like it's going to mm-hmm. be the most emotional. Like Marvel. there was some there was some tall whole grown men in Endgame, like just bawling, just like tears <laughs> running down. Yeah. Yep. Which is totally fine. But I was just like, everybody in the theater was like crying. Everybody was crying. I was crying. I mean, that you know, our favorite superheroes, you know, spoiler alert, but all of our superheroes, practi- practically all of them died. Yep. <laughs> you know? And I thought Infinity War was hard. Yeah. Look, when, vi- <laughs> when Vision, when Wanda and Vision. Yeah, that, that, that one got me. That got me. I admit that one got me. That got me. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, I need a break. I need a popcorn break. I had to take I a break. A I had to come back. I need a minute. That's why I love WandaVision so much is because they revisited that. And I was just yeah. like, wow. Yeah. That was cool. Because, yeah, that, that really broke you down. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, but that's they- also the movie where I was like, I wanted her to have her own thing, which I'm so glad they did. Yeah. Because when she, when she came out on that the battlefield and, like, pretty much wiped everybody out. And they were like, well, why was she up there the whole time? Right. I was like, yeah, they need to show more of these powers. Yep. Absolutely. And it was, oh, man. WandaVision was so freaking brilliant. That's- yeah, it was It was good. It was good, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate for Marvel for taking their time and doing that one right, because they already know. They already know. And, you know, I know I'm probably going to get hate online for saying this, but Uh-oh. I was <laughs> I wasn't, like, a big fan of Doctor Strange. Um, but... I actually appreciate now Doctor Strange after watching WandaVision. And now I want to watch the sequel to Doctor Strange. Like now I'm highly anticipating um, watching this sequel because of the little Easter eggs that have been dropped in WandaVision. I'm like, okay. Yes, yep, yep. But you know, I feel like you're not along in your comments on that though. I feel like I heard a lot of people say that because it was just something, you know, every time you have something that changes up the narrative a little bit or people not used to, they're like, they're trying to figure it out. I just feel like Doctor Strange was all about special effects and magic and not right. story and narrative. It just didn't have any substance to it. So that's what got me about Doctor Strange. I mean, if, if it didn't have those special effects, I don't think there would be anything there there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people felt like that. Yeah, so that that's how I felt, you know, about Doctor Strange. And pretty much if I'm going to just kind of narrow it down in a nutshell but um you know i i have faith that the sequel will be a little bit more fleshed out and i think maybe now that wanda is going to be in it uh yes there's going to be a little bit more to it uh plot wise yeah uh, i like i like that she could possibly be trouble for him i like that i like somebody yeah, knocking off his game yeah that there she's gonna kind of be a thorn in his side which will be very interesting and that's what makes a compelling story that's what makes yep. it interesting it's not just bloop 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 whole bunch of special effects this is fun like no i need more than that. yeah plus he could be super like into himself so i'm i'm glad to have somebody mix it up for him and give him a different kind of plot different kind of storyline yeah like we already got that in tony stark i don't need another I mean, I get it. Like, that's his character anyway in the comics. But yeah, yeah. he's got to be more than just that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would appreciate that because, you know, after a while on the screen, you're like, oh, my God, this guy. Yeah. Because yeah. he got, yeah, he, he, I'm sorry, bro. You ain't no Tony Stark. Like, you ain't no Robert Downey Jr. I love yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. He tried it, though. He, yeah, he tried <laughs> it. Like, you, you can't <laughs> be Robert Downey Jr. He, only Robert Downey Jr. can be cocky like that yes it's not yes. everybody can do cocky and like be cocky and then still be like likable you know right. <laughs> exactly yep that's exactly what the problem oh, is yep that's exactly. is the only dude that can like pull that off like yep exactly yep. oh yeah it's just that's why everybody was in the theater crying exactly exactly yes yes they were like no rdj he gets away with a lot this dude got I feel away. like in the back of my head, though, I secretly think he's trying to fool us. And I think he'll pop up somewhere, but I'm just making that up. I have no idea. I mean, they're probably never where he's probably done. He's got to pop up again. He's got to pop up um, an Ironheart story. 
Yes, exactly. See, there you go. Yeah, he's got to pop up in um in her story. So because we're not believing Marvel. He's he got to pop up. Suit. Yeah, he designs her suit, so he's got to pop up there. Yeah, I mean, so that's- if they don't. Um, hello, you guys. <laughs> Major fail. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, like, hello, like you missing prime opportunities. Yeah, to bring Iron Man. I, I hope not. I mean, I I hope they uh, bring him in because I know that he's probably going to ask for a big paycheck. But damn. <laughs> <laughs> they probably gonna be like, mm, how many zeros? <laughs> like, damn, Tony Stark is kind of um, a huge, uh, significant role in uh, yeah. Henry's life. Yep. Listen, you gonna have to come up with some of them zeros, Marvel. I'm just telling you, got to come up with something. He, I'm sure he's got to deal with them. Like, bro, we own you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marvel, I bet. I bet. Like, like, I can only we, imagine. We own you, bro. Like, uh, I want to I be in the room when they sign like a new, like somebody new to the Marvel universe, like a new character. I just want to know like how big the contract is, like what are all the do's and don'ts. Like, I just, I would be so curious. Hmm. I'm yeah. I'm I'm curious too. The gag order. I feel like it's NBA. right, right. Like, do you have like do you have to have like some areas or have to be security so they just don't know? Like, I'm just so curious. I mean, I remember on the set visit for Black Panther and Michael B. Jordan had like a sheet in front of him. <laughs> he literally had a sheet of all the things oh my he was not supposed to say. Oh and, my um, gosh, that's crazy. It, it was, yeah, it was kind of hilarious. And, you know, it, yeah, they they literally have things that they're not supposed to talk about, even like on set visits. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense, obviously, because spoiler like here you are in front of a whole bunch of journalists who's leaking information to the potentially leaking information to the public so you can't create too much but it's just funny how he was he was really he was struggling he was struggling trying to look through because he was forgetting what he couldn't say so like some (laughs) some of the actors you know like um lapita would come out there and she didn't have her sheet so she you know, from memory knew what she didn't have to say, but Michael B. Jordan like had his sheet in front of him. Like, okay, what was it? I wasn't supposed to say. <laughs> That's great. That is you great. Know? So it's, it's just He's so, being so thorough. He knows about that. He look, he was protecting that paycheck. He knows. He was you like, know? look, I'm about to look through. Like, let me, let me just make sure. Let me bring my sheet in front of me and just start. Like Jamie asked what? Wait, hold up. Let me go back and look. <laughs> oh man. That's that's pretty hilarious, but yeah, I would love I would love to be on a fly on the wall when they sign. Like when you find out you're getting ready to be that superhero, and it's just like, man, what does that contract have to look like? I would like to be a fly on the wall to see what that check looks like and how many zeros. Ooh, that too. There you go. <laughs> yes, I would too. Cause you see that like that fa- that like smile they get on their face when they come on that Comic Con stage when they just got presented. You know like mm, how many zeros is on that check? What does that look like for real? I want to know what that uh, what that payday looks like. I'm just saying we might be on the wrong side of the business. I'm just saying we I might know. need to be in Marvel. I know, man. Mm. Good times over at Marvel. I'm sure. <laughs> See, I'm glad you guys are filling out your watch list. You know, while you're still maybe get your vaccine, hopefully get your vaccine and wear your mask. Yep, wear your mask. Get your vaccine. Don't listen to these anti-vaxxers, y'all. They they don't know what they're talking about. Even if it's your siblings. <laughs> Even if it's your family members. <laughs> Tell them to listen to you and go get the vaccine. And get the vaccine and protect yourself. Protect your, your loved ones. And, um, you know, stay safe out here in these streets. Because, you know, we, we, we just trying to watch Marvel movies and just trying to enjoy life. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yes, we don't need no new variants. We don't need none of that. Okay, everybody just calm down. Social distance. If you do go to the theaters, maybe, you know, maybe put a couple seats in between. I don't know. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put a couple seats between you or something. You know, um, I don't know. Are they wearing masks in the theaters? I'm not in the theater, so I don't even know. I don't know. I think the last time I talked to somebody, I think they are, but then like the person was like, Well, I don't wanna I don't wanna have to wear this for like two hours. You know, like some of the newer movies, you know, of course it's gonna be like two hours. What movie is like under two hours anymore? That's a good question. But anyway, 
But they're I like, I don't want to wear that mask. I don't want to be wearing because I can barely breathe in those masks. I can barely breathe in them. Yeah, it it takes some getting used to. It's rough. It's rough, especially like depending on the material. It's, it can yeah. be rough. So how can you br- see? This is why. Mm-mm. And then, and like, you feel like you feel weird. Yeah. And you feel weird, like, you know, when you got to drink your, you know, drink your drinks and your popcorn and stuff. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about whenever what I was in the theater pre-COVID and people would be coughing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's, or sneezing. Like, that's always been a thing. And that'll yep. continue to be a thing. Cause and now you just, like, side-eye, extra side-eye people when they do that. Yeah. And, you know, people can't help themselves. That's a normal human reaction. So now that's like a, <laughs> that's like a, a human rights violation. <laughs> you like, did you just sneeze right now? No. Okay. Turn your ticket in. Go on out there. Did you just cough? I am calling. I love it. The authorities on you. We're like patrolling everybody now. Listen, do not be sneezing and coughing around us. Okay. Keep yeah. it, keep it together. All right. Keep that in. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Oh, man. Well, you know, Jamie, thank you for always chatting with me. It's always fun. This was fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us just rant. I know COVID was mostly supposed to be the topic of conversation. Somehow we kind of meandered off to talking about movies and Marvel and all of that geeky fun stuff. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed and got a lot of insight from our first segment with dr fauci uh which was really cool i think it's really cool that he was on our podcast just saying oh yeah definitely yes yes anytime dr fauci you would like to impart your wisdom please do come back and so we can ask you 10 more questions (laughs) yeah so we can have you on for like more than uh eight minutes that'd be great yes (laughs) yes we would love to ask you some more questions so please you know in between you being a hero saving us and giving us recommendations come back anytime anytime All right, Ryan. Great job, as always, you know, being the superstar of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. You know, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for, uh, you know, as always, being the head Black Girl Nerd in charge. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, be safe. Thank you for listening, as always. Vaccines. Wear your mask. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. 